Hi everyone, welcome to the Yonopod. If this intro sounds a little different, you would be correct. Evangelina normally does our intros, but this week we had some severe audio issues on her end, which were very bizarre. But this is all to say that half of her intro got cut off, so here I am, and then I'll let Evangelina take it away, and we'll talk for about seven minutes, and then I will be back to explain the rest of our audio issues. And as always, I am joined by my more knowledgeable co-host, and this time we even have a guest who's even more knowledgeable than Alex, probably, so it's very exciting. No, 100% more knowledgeable. Uh, I'm Alex, <laughs> and... Oh my god, did I just forget this? Did you introduce our guest? Or did you just say guest? I did not. I, was, <laughs> I just okay. sort of lobbed it over to you and just kind of expected you to pick it up like a, a very selfish person. No, that's but. perfect. I just <laughs> zoned out. Um, yeah, so I'm Alex, and our guest this week is Ashley from Shoujo and Tell. Yes, hello everybody. I will say, okay, maybe I'm more knowledgeable about shoujo in general, but this is my first Yona. I, I have been late to the Yona train because it's so long and I always have to read other series. I've been like, I'm going to leave that over there. But then they were like, want to come on Yona? And I was like, all right, that's a good excuse to get into Yona. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> So that leads me into my first question, which I ask everybody, uh, which is, what is your history with Yona? Like, how did you hear about it? What do you know about it? Uh, I guess I've known about it for many years at this point. One of my friends is actually super into it. She's like, I've been like, you know, she was reading like scanlations. I'm like, you know, they print it like legally now, right? And she's like, it's too far behind. Like now they've caught up. <laughs> she's like, too far behind. I can't wait for this. But they I'm have like, come caught up. They are still like three arcs behind at this point. I'm like, come on, guys. Come but, on, guys. No. What? They're getting there. They're getting there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, generally I know that other people is, that I follow who also really love shoujo are very into Yona. I think uh, I know a lot of people who like it, I guess, because it harkens back to kind of old school shoujo in that it's one of the few fantasy series currently running. Uh, so, like, we, we just don't really get fantasy shoujo anymore, but we used to get the, uh, like, that. That makes me stuff. sad. Yeah. Uh, that's my genre. <laughs> we, it's, like, all, like slice of life these days usually uh, yeah it doesn't really go too hard into fantasy anymore but yeah so it harkens back a lot to Yuatase works and all these things like watching it I was like I'm in the 90s right now but refreshingly like updated too so I'm like oh this is nice this is pleasant yes yeah actually it's funny you say that because I had like a breakthrough moment today because I had had a person on a scanlation team a couple weeks ago come on and we talked about like the overall sort of plot of Yona and one of his complaints and it's another complaint that we will get into later in this episode that there's no like overarching plot of Yona there's no like end goal or thing that they're working to find I guess and that like really trips people up and people do not like it and my guest didn't like it. It was real. Um, shout out to him. He's super awesome. And I like the entire conversation. He was like, yeah, I just I feel like nothing happens. There's no plot. And I was like, yeah, but why doesn't that bother me? And I finally figured it out. 
it is the same sort of idea as Sailor Moon has, where each arc is its own like contained thing, but there's no overarching like end goal. There's not like they want to get back to the Moon Kingdom or they find <laughs> this certain like rod that will help her harness all of her powers and things like that. But that doesn't mean that there's not like a connection between the arcs. So like everything yeah. sort of builds on it each other and so by the end you're like oh of course well we got here because we had to go here here and here it's the exact same thing with yona so that's why it doesn't bother me i finally figured it out three weeks later (laughs) i was so proud of (laughs) yeah that's a good point that it harkens back to sort of a 90s shoujo era of like yeah maybe there's not an overarching plot but that's totally fine because there are little plots along the way yeah and Alex and I have talked about before we're also more character driven than plot driven when it comes to liking things well I am definitely also that like I getting to the end of this episode they were like so Yona what are you gonna do with these four dragons I was like I didn't even remember that she doesn't have like a goal I was just like who even cares exactly I don't care I don't care about the sword and shield I don't care about who the red dragon is although I think that's kind of obvious at this point it's definitely obvious who the sword and shield are but okay (laughs) oh is it well maybe I'm wrong but I feel like your your brain is probably where my brain is on that yeah we, we can talk about it okay do we want to hold off and get to that later because that's like where it kind of ends Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so uh, let's just jump in with chapter 42. It's called Everyone is Assembled. And uh, just FYI, we're skipping chapter 41. We'll probably circle back to that next week. But it's a pointless chapter and a wild interlude that is never mentioned again. So (laughs) we don't really need to talk about it. Okay, so chapter 42. The cover art on this is pretty cute. There is Yona, Yun, and Ao are bathing Sheena. But then also it's kind of tragic because do you think he knows how to bathe himself? Or is that why they're doing it for him? Because, <laughs> like, he was living on the ground. <laughs> I'm sure he has dipped into a river, but, like, does he know what Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like they would have mentioned his stench when they first met him, wouldn't they have? <laughs> I mean, didn't he jump into a river fully clothed oh, or whatever? It is true. That is true. That's the first thing he did. Yeah, so maybe yeah. he just – he probably isn't very – big on like scrubbing or anything that's what i'm saying he has to cover his eyes yeah (laughs) oh that's true (laughs) so he can't use the hands to scrub yeah so he can't yeah like he took off his mask he's like i don't know what to do with him it's not allowed (laughs) we we open on uh, a little more backstory on jiha we know he can hunt and kill deer which is useful and that hawk does not respect his abilities i will say visually trying to think of it it sounds ridiculous Uh like do y'all do y'all remember that meme of like lions being able to jump 30 feet do you guys know what i'm talking about it was like i think you're offline me (laughs) we're like not recording anymore oh no we broke evan so fast (laughs) (laughs) that's the fastest we've ever dropped someone okay that's embarrassing hi everyone editor alex here as you can probably tell from the last 30 seconds uh we had some technical difficulties so evangelina dropped out and then she came back in and i thought we were good and we were not good because we apparently did not record any of our conversation about the manga 
So we lost basically the entire episode, and I found this out right before we started recording the anime bit. So what we decided to do was go through the anime and then go back through the story as a whole and talk about just like main bullet points. And I am absolutely devastated by this because it was a really good conversation and we had so much fun, but alas, it is lost to time. So basically this episode was kind of a recording nightmare, but Ashley was such a good guest, and so I hope you guys enjoy it anyway. Okay, so we're going to jump into the anime instead of going back. So I don't have any thoughts on the anime, to be honest. Uh, my only comment is that I don't like the joke that Jiha made about Yoon and Iksu being together, because I <laughs> do not want them to be a couple. I will say, though, it does pull it it does point out the fact their dynamic though because remember we had that same discussion about like what is their dynamic we don't understand because it did seem kind of lovery and then it turned out oh iksu has had him since he was a child but they were giving off that vibe prior to the reveal so at least i feel like this is kusanagi acknowledging okay i understand why y'all thought that I feel like even having just watched the anime for that bit, it's just like, you know, they go into their backstory and it's like, yeah, okay, so what is Iksu to you? And like, even even with that, like, you know, Iksu's feelings are obviously not romantic in my mind, but Yoon, I'm like, I still don't know what that boy thinks, actually. Like, he, I feel like he could be into Iksu in that way. <laughs> Maybe, but it's also the same idea of like, I mean, I don't know if you guys did this, but when I was a teenager, like older male figures were like, yes, I am into this because you seem like really settled and great. But like, I didn't actually want them to want me back because then they would be a predator. Right, right. No, definitely. It only works if Yoon likes Iksu. As soon as Iksu would reciprocate that, it would be like, oh, no, that, that that's it. That yeah. <laughs> Okay, that I will accept for their relationship. I don't mind you and having a crush. That makes sense. Yeah. But he is 15 and Iksu is 33. And I know that, like, manga loves a good age gap. I don't mind a good age gap. Like, I'm fine with, like, 10 years. But I feel like they never really push 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they do. But I feel like it's a little too too big of an age gap. Well, the problem is that Yoon isn't, like... An adult, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I also always kind of have an issue when you know someone as a child, aka the reason that Yashahime doesn't exist to me as yes. a TV show. Good no. God. There is no Yashahime in Bossing Say. I say this all the time. <laughs> that is the philosophy in this house. Um, yeah, my only other note is that Zeno's voice actor in the dub is the same as Teo's, back from the Wind Tribe. So, two of my favorite boys, voiced by the same dude. Oh, I will say that the most confusing thing about watching the sub is that Jaya's voice is somebody who normally voices a lot of uh, evil guys or like ah. <laughs> people who are very like scary guys. So I kept hearing his voice and being like. This voice is so familiar to me. Oh no, but he plays all these like yeah, evil people so, that so I- did you get so so you're probably thinking it's like, oh, when is he going to turn on them? No, I it's not that. It's just like I've never heard him be a desirable man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like okay. So like, villains can be desirable though. You can, you know, villain I fuckers mean, are a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess he's played Greed in Full Metal Alchemist, Grimjow in Bleach, oh, Archer. People, people really want to fuck Greed. So yeah, yeah, I was like, people really want to fuck Greed. <laughs> I think people do have some weird kinky thing for Grimjow. <laughs> <laughs> then there's like Archer in uh, uh, God, Fate's Day Night unlimited blade works he, he also voices that guy and i'm like i mean <laughs> you know yeah like all very fuckable guys so like i get it but <laughs> usually usually just more evil you know that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's interesting yeah the only like famous people well yeah i mean most of the voice actors for the dub are famous but the only one that i like can pinpoint as like oh this is who i always think of is jerry jewel who did keo and fruits basket so every time iksu talks i'm like oh but it's like keo i mean iksu is very much a fruits basket character though like you know like also you're lying about he's the only one who can pinpoint because how many rants have you gone on about monica real always Um, being monica real that's true. And that's why you don't like her as Yona. <laughs> yeah, she's everywhere. And I wish she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she's usually like minor characters. I feel like mm-hmm. in things that like I'm watching. Anyway, not important. I gotta say, I also watched the entire anime with my husband. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he then did not go on. I mean, I didn't read past this point in the manga either. But he was like, isn't it great that we just, you know... We had this whole dramatic climax in episode 23, and then we got this extra episode of wackiness. Wasn't that great? I'm like, yeah, isn't it great that we just watched a prologue of the thing and the whole thing? Just They prologue. literally say that in the end credits. In the end credits, like you literally have Suwan and the Stinger saying all of this before was just a prelude. You know, now the work will begin. Yeah. And then that's it. We're done. <laughs> I was like, I mean, anime is usually used more as, especially for shoujo, it's like an ad to read the manga. But I was like, you didn't have to lean like that hard <laughs> into it, you know? <laughs> exactly. You didn't have to lean that hard. It does feel very much like, wait, 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 there's more to it. And also, he's not wrong. This is very much like, it feels like a prologue. Like, I know that it's very long and it's an entire first arc, but like, yeah, tons of stuff is just being set up. And then like, after this, we get sort of payoff and more setup instead of just straight setup. <laughs> Had to acquire all four dragons, man. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask as someone who's consumed a lot of shoujo, because this is something that Alex and I have discussed in the past episodes, at least in my limited ones that I've seen, you do kind of have this, uh, and by ones that I've seen, I mean like Sailor Moon and like Inuyasha, as far as animes I've seen, where it's like the second to last episode of the season will usually be like the big dramatic one. And then they'll kind of have another one that's like falling action or Mm. even just like not even falling action. Like Inuyasha, it's always just like straight up like a fun episode in Kagome's time. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. they've, you know, defeated the latest iteration of I'm blanking on the big villain's name. Naraku. Naraku. Yeah. Every time they 
thwarted in Naraku. It's like you have another bonus episode next before the season ends. It's like, okay, we're just going to have some fuckery at Kazomi's <laughs> school or something. So yeah, is that a thing that's common in shoujo? Or is that just like... Um, hmm, in anime, I'm like, oh, I have to activate anime brain. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like... Not. I'm trying to remember the ends of like... I didn't watch the end of New Fruits Basket, but the end of OG Fruits Basket or like Oron, Maid Sama. Like I think those those all just end on like the dramatic note that you would think they would end on. Um, like I think Fruits Basket ends on like Kyo like becoming a monster and like otherwise the other two end on the romance, you know, like they kissed once, okay, ha- happy for now and you know, just like whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Or like um Kimini Todoke I think ends on a on like they get together and then Yeah. I mean when Sailor Moon ends ends, you've got like the end where it's just like they've defeated the big bad and now they're kissing under the moonlight. But... Yeah, well I think the difference between something like a Yona, Sailor of the Moon and Inuyasha is that they are very much epic fantasies, whereas like uh other shoujo adaptations, like Fruits Basket has paranormal ish like supernatural elements to it. But, like, otherwise, really, their goal is to show you the main romance, like, happened and not necessarily, like, take it to completion, I guess. hmm Yeah. So, other thoughts I had on the anime. Gotta call out my favorite lines, as usual. So, I love <laughs> Jiha's very sarcastic, good job, Gija, <laughs> at being able to point out uh, Zeno is perfect. Also, Gija angrily yelling that they already know that Yona is adorable because, as always, this is an Ian Sinclair stan podcast. I am so sad that we will never hear him play Gija again, presumably, because I love him so much. Never say never, never say never. It's been like seven years now. <laughs> yeah, we live in the timeline of like they revive things from twenty years ago. This, you don't know. Like, I know, happens. man. <laughs> it, 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 this is gonna go from Ian Sinclair ate this line up to Ian Sinclair would eat this line up going <laughs> forward. Uh, you also had the funny bit of Zeno uh, being thankful for Yoon's juicy meat and Yoon angrily telling them not to say it like that <laughs> lots of okay. good humor wait speaking of that i <laughs> i was reading a real bootleg copy online as i was uh, doing my notes because it's easier to just like reference i do have the volume so i bought it but also scanlations are easier when i'm doing notes uh and <laughs> when <laughs> when he shows up gija has the funniest line translation he says why are you casually partaking in this meat feast yes i had that written too because i wasn't i i for some reason i couldn't find the normal site that i read from that's a little slightly less awkward yeah i sent it to you in a text because i was like i'm gonna forget this it uh the line in the actual volume is, yeah i was like what is what it what are you doing at our barbecue party Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I was wondering what that meant. She sent me that with no context and was like, I need this for tomorrow. And I was like, okay. It all makes sense now. Yes. That that makes more sense. I mean, barbecue Although, feast is also still awkward, but not Yeah, in a barbecue funny party. Way. You would just say like barbecue. Yeah. Right. I do like also in the anime, they draw an explicit parallel between Yona and Suwan. 
with the there's something I must do first because they have her saying that and then flashback to him saying that. Okay, um, this might just be me not understanding it, but I thought she was quoting him because she was talking about him with Suwan to be like, I remember him. Was she actually saying like, oh, I also have something that I must do? Speaking of, I met Suwan. That's how I took it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Ashley, did you have thoughts? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I was like, was, it's like, oh, God, the, the anime and the, the manga are really similar. So I was sad that Shinya didn't get to teach her any sword things in the anime. <laughs> That's the, yeah. I was like, you removed the best part. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> the worst. That would have been so fun. Yeah. Also, I had thoughts on this as an ending. So you said, Alex, you know, they picked up the most random bits. I thought, and this is excluding the the stinger with Suwon and Moondock and your boy, whose name I can never remember. Wait, which one, boy? The one that's currently the Wind Tribe leader. Oh, Teu. My boy. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So excluding the stinger, I did find the ending satisfying um, in terms of I feel like they were just really looking for a moment of like, you know, no matter where these people go at the core, it's always going to come down to Hawk and Yona. Like they are the unit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what they were trying to get as like an, as like a bookend for this. Cause at the beginning it was just them fleeing not knowing where to go from their previous lives. And now it's like, we're still figuring that out, but we have each other. And they kind of left it on this note of promise that it'll always be them. And that's why they, you know, they want to end it on like this sweet moment of her sleeping at his shoulder and him, you know, pulling her closer. Cause it's just them. The end. It's very tropey and shoujo. I feel like, like, again, going back to Sailor Moon, um, Darian and Serena kissing in the moonlight, or sorry, Usagi and Mamoru. I still got the the deke the deke dub names in my head, uh, but yeah, Usagi and Mamoru just you know kissing in the moonlight, just that end that it's like at the end of the day, it's these two. Yeah, like they definitely needed to one show that they got you know the fourth dragon, but then as I said, most shojo ends on the like happy for now bit. So they're like, this is the closest to the happy for now bit that we have, you know, with Hawk and Yona. <laughs> so they were like, we got to put it in there. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, it makes sense for what they're trying to do. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. For a romance, it's kind of light on romance. I think it's the perfect balance, but I have seen people who are like, oh my God, they're not together. Like, why are they not together? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. it's nice. They have the they have like the perfect amount of romance for me personally. Maybe if those people go and read more five hundred thousand word fanfics where the couple doesn't even touch hands till like <laughs> forty thousand words in, maybe they'll calm down. <laughs> And then when they do touch hands, like one of them die. Like they can't touch hands because one of them's gonna die, right? Like that's how. Yeah, they like, <laughs> it's like you, you've got to train yourself on the slow burn. Exactly, you've got to appreciate the slow burn. Yes, that's so my you like. No, I think that's a good. I think that's a really good view of the ending, where yeah. it just kind of like bookends it nicely to be like, okay, well, it's always gonna be us as the core, which you know I love. 
Yeah. But then you have that stinger where, as we discussed earlier, they're really, really leaning in to that, you know, read the manga, more happens next. Like, (laughs) this was just the beginning. Isn't that fun, kids? (laughs) Yeah. Like, Suwon is not, I mean, sort of, but Suwon's really not like the reason I picked up the manga. The reason I picked up the manga was to see if Hak and Yona ever get together. So <laughs> the fact that he was the one to be like, keep reading, like, okay. I mean, it would have been more effective <laughs> to like show a little more Hak Yona, but Yeah. Also Moondock and Teju being there yep. is super random to me. It's like another case of like, we haven't checked in with these people in a while. And yeah. it just felt like, eh, might as well be these two. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for them to be there. <laughs> yeah, if anything, you would think they would be like, we want to come here as little as possible. Like, truly. <laughs> you would think. Yeah, that was definitely added for the anime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. That is really random. Then. <laughs> I expected you to be like, oh, they pulled that random bit from another chapter, but it's even more random than that. They literally were just like... I mean, not that I can remember, but it's been a while since I've read the next arc. I don't remember Suan's portion of it very well. Yeah, I think think those are all of my thoughts. Oh, um, I did like, though, in the stinker, just seeing how committed everyone is when we get that kind of flash forward that we hate. But uh, it was still cute to just see them all committed to Yona and be like, yeah, you know, Jiha being like, any, you know, anything for you, kiddo. And then, you know, the rest of them just being like, yeah, sure. Whatever you want to do, we're up for it. Just, ah, found family. Love of loves. (sighs) Going back to things that we like. Now let's do the opening pose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, did you actually pay attention to the opening pose or the the intro poses this time, Alex? I pointed this out a while back, but I like, Jihab is so ridiculous. He's like, oh. <laughs> unfortunately, I did pay attention. It's there. so like, uh, it's just kind of like cringy. <laughs> it's so cringe. On top of that weird EDM theme song yeah okay wait what hard this was such a hard turn from the first opening like when it happened i was like what the fuck is going on right now (laughs) and every other watcher (laughs) (laughs) what such a different vibe than the first opening (laughs) but the second ending is the best of like any opener and ender in my opinion. So the highs and lows. The highs. <laughs> okay. It's not that I don't like the second opening. It's just like this is a very tonally different than the <laughs> It does not work. It does not it's like I remember Alex being like cause like after the first um episode I would always skip the intro and she was like you have to listen to it this episode everybody if you only get one thing from the yona yona anime it's the second (laughs) half's intro 
needs to be experienced it is an experience yeah it's not even just like a listen <laughs> yeah I, I love how long they hold that ending like they hold the opening pose thing for like eight seconds to let those subtle beats play i'm like what's happening right now <laughs> I, know. I, I i can never fully fast forward it because it's like trying to judge the moment when it ends <laughs> uh it's yeah. a struggle <laughs> They hold on it for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is it broken? Like, what's up? I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, I think those are all my thoughts on the anime. Did you have any extra, Ashley, to go over? Um, No, it's really just a, like, uh, this really feels very weird <laughs> as an ending and after the very dramatic sex trafficking pirate arc yeah it's just like what it is a weird ending so yana does this in like i i don't know what i want to call it it just like is but in between arcs there are like little chapters that kind of bridge things to be like okay well now we're done like defeating blah 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 uh now we're going to hang out here and then oh we're going to get pulled into this direction because of this so like this is these are the bridge chapters and it's leading us to like yona's decision oh i want to do what we did in awa let's go help somewhere it's just it's a bridge but it's a bridge to nowhere it's just like the other side has crumbled because there's no other <laughs> yeah. there's not a second season so it is really weird, but it does serve a purpose. Like there's important stuff happening here. It's just not a finale. It's more like a prologue, <laughs> which is explicitly stated. Yeah. I mean, again, it just feels like so convenient for the anime that it like finding, you know, is is nothing. Like even within the manga is just nothing. And they're like, great. So we only have to dedicate an episode to this you know like and then it's done like it's just like okay favorite boy i love me some Zeno. i wish he had gotten more time but that's okay this time <laughs> i think that's what shocked me though is that like you know i watched the anime first and then i was like surely this isn't what <laughs> the manga is and then it totally was and i was like i mean what <laughs> just just wait, just read a little bit. We'll see if your decisions change, if your opinions change. I love that boy. Okay. So we sat circling back to the Yeah, what do manga. we do now? Yeah, what do we do? Um, okay, I think the first one cut off right before we were talking about Jiha making his escape from his old village because they had him chained down because... Uh, anytime that he would let a green dragon go, they would just fly off and disappear and they'd leave the village. Which, to be honest, I don't remember why they're so set on keeping him there. I think there is something about, about dragons staying in the village that they are born to. Maybe they want to harvest his powers. <laughs> yeah, like they did with Jiha's, uh, or with with Gija's scale or whatever. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Angelina doesn't know about. Did you read chapter forty one? I have not. No, I they have a But I said nothing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure actually. <laughs> but Evangelina doesn't know about the scale thing. But I don't think anybody else gets used. <laughs> How did you use Jihad? Because you've chained him up. He can't go anywhere. 
I don't, well, I don't know, but like, it did remind me that Gija at one point, you know, is yelling at Gino in this chapter, being like, why didn't you stay in the village so that, you know, your master could find you? And I was like, is that really the most effective strategy? Is that like, (laughs) they all stay in the village but like they don't know which village. Like, is it different? They have powers to sense each other. I didn't see how it was like why it was such a big deal to him. But like <laughs> bringing in this layer makes it be like, oh, okay, I, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So that is a good point. And I think that they thought that the master would know more. Probably okay. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. When you bring that up, like it makes sense for them to be like, oh, okay, now I've reawakened and I've come for you. Like they should know where they left their people. <laughs> yeah. Instead, they got a girl who has no idea what she's doing, and they just she's like, like what, Nani? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I I think we figured it out. <laughs> we solved it. <laughs> There we go. I just feel like Gija has very strong opinions overall about how these dragons should be behaving. And everybody else is like, that is not how it went down in my village. Yeah, (laughs) he's very much has this indoctrination. Even like Jiha at some point was like, you need to chill. You love to push your opinions on people. Like, yeah, slow your roll. He is incredibly intense. God bless him. And very high strung. Uh, right. So after this, we get Zeno's introduction. And I love him. He is like a feral drifter boy who just showed up. Uh, and I am the only one who loves him. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, he very much gives me like 15 year old girl circa the late oddies that, you know, I'm so quirky and random. Like my cringiest form, like like the shit where like I see my old statuses of like, aha, I love tacos. I'm so random. Like that'll <laughs> pop up on my Facebook memories, and it's just like, oh, that was a dark time. That is what Zeno is giving me. He's triggering me for that time in my life. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's just not my type, you know? Like, I'm just not into this ganky boy type. But again, I reserve judgment fully on him because I've only known him for this one, you know, anime yeah. episode and this <laughs> these three manga chapters. Like, clearly, he took a little dark turn somewhere in here being all like, so what are we doing, you know? Like, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, he's yeah, got what's up? Like, he's got, but... he's, he's, yeah, he has so much depth that he's hiding unlike everybody else. Like, Gija is like, I've got a crazy arm and I've got crazy legs. And they're like, what's his power? Like, I don't know. What's his power? Like, he's a mystery. He's a mystery boy. So I'm like, the mystery of him intrigues me. His attitude I'm not about, no. Yeah. I I do like his, you know, sweetness and stuff. But other than that, yeah, it's just very weird. And Alex, like, like we were saying before, you were trying to convince us to give him 50 chapters worth. Oh, yeah, no. And it's like, and it's like at that point, you don't even really like him necessarily. Like you might have just been Stockholm syndrome. Just want to throw that out as a theory. Okay, Alex, when did you did you like him based on these three chapters, or were you like how long? What? what Okay. (laughs) Honestly, I don't. Okay, so 
initial reactions, I was only reading for Hawk and Suwan, or no, Hawk and Yona, their relationship, <laughs> them as characters, and them as like, and, and Suwan as a character, and how those three sort of interact. So I was fully in for them, and that pushed me through the first couple arcs. And then I started like Xeno post like second arc, maybe post third arc. I don't remember how long. No, post third arc, yeah. So it starts around 90. And then Sheena really grew on me. I think I started, I think I picked him as like my second boy around like 160, 150. But I will be honest, I don't really care that much about the dragons. I like them a lot more now that we've been together for so long. But I do think you have a point about Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) 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 I've just been around these boys for so long. But yeah, my true love lies with Hawk, Yona, and Suwan separate and together. Yeah, I mean, I love Sheena because he's a sad, like, wolf-looking boy man yeah. over here. I'm like, he's he's my boy. That is the proper way to be a feral child is whatever yeah. vibe Sheena <laughs> has going on, yeah. that is how you do feral. Like, he's trying to be scary, but he's not actually. He's just a sweet little boy that you want to, like, hug. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But yeah, then I, I agree. I don't actually care about the other three dragons. Like I would rank like Yoon above <laughs> any of the other three at this oh, point. Oh, that's interesting because we did all rank our, our dragons, but I didn't think to factor in Yoon, who is not Nobody does because Yoon doesn't matter. <laughs> no, Yoon is a relatable boy and I love Yoon him. Yoon is amazing. <laughs> and Al- I don't know why Alex continues trying to die on this hill because she has admitted multiple times that she is actually really enjoying him this read. And yet Yoon she's is still- so good. He's, he's the he's the straight man in the group. He's the one that has to call them out on all their nonsense. Okay. Yeah, stop being privileged dragons over here. Stop being a princess. Like what? Is she doing? Yes, the All one right, that he has. He's okay. So I have a very, I have complicated feelings about Sundre characters, and I feel like he's a very intense Sundre, where he's just like so angry all the time and yells at people, and it's like that's how he shows his love. And I'm like, I don't care for that that much. Oh, well, see, I love the Sundaris. I don't even think, like, he's that Sundari. Like, he's just, like, he's a little bit soon, and then, like, a little bit dare. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Just a pinch. Just a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do also. I mean, like, I'm fine with Sundaris. It's just, like, there has to be a specific, like, way to handle them. But I haven't really thought about it too much, so I don't know why I like what I like. But I know why I don't. I know what I don't like. I don't like you. <laughs> but I do. Like you. You're wrong. <laughs> Getting on this podcast and lying. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I think if I had to re-rank them though, with you in mind, I think it would probably go. G- uh, Gija is top. Then Jiha. Well, actually, I might put Yoon above Jiha. I do really like Yoon. So Gija, Yoon, Jiha, because I would I, I would love Jiha more if he wasn't lecherous in inappropriate situations. It's like I like that you're flirty, but you don't need to be flirting with girls who just got out of a sex trafficking situation. <laughs> not not cool. Uh, so then Jiha, then Sheena, 
and then Zeno. And Zeno right now is like way below the rest. Because <laughs> it, 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 it's like, you know, Sheena I still love and would put him just very below Jiha, just barely. But Zeno is like, you know, they're up here by my face. Zeno right <laughs> now is kind of currently by my knee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, 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 do we include Hawk in this? Ranking? Oh, Hawk. Okay, Hawk. <laughs> yeah, just okay. Hawk Let's do like top five characters. Why not? Oh, top five characters. Okay. <laughs> well, now she's like Iksu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna say Iksu, love of my life. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I do love Iksu. Uh, Made it so complicated. I know. I know. God. I opened it too much. I'm so sorry. All right. So I would say Iksu is up there. Um, Gija. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> oh, why do you think about that? I forgot to tell you. Zeno is the Virgo of the group. Oh, here we go. We did <laughs> astrology a while ago, and I had said as the Virgo, I was like, as as long as I don't have Suwan, and she took offense because she loves Suwan, but now it's Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> I might have rather Suwan. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Give it 50 characters uh, and then tell me that. <laughs> We'll see Stockholm Syndrome scene. I don't know that I can rank them definitively. Because it's hard. Because it's like, I I do consider Hawk and Yona as like separate from everybody else. So I don't quite know where I would fit them in. Up here and (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I would give you guys like a character ranker. So like there's something, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, where there's like a ranking program where they'll give you two things and then you pick which one you like better and it will like sort things. They'd be like, oh, well, you picked Hawk four times. So like Mm. he's your number one slot and then like Yona three times. So she's number two. Yeah, I think I need, I think I need a program to tell me who I like best. It's super useful, (laughs) but also it has a handful of people from the third arc. So can't get into that yet but um <laughs> lily is an option she's definitely top five for me yeah we have not met her yet but i'm very excited for her uh, but ashley can you rank yours okay it would still definitely be shinya at the top here <laughs> i think that i'd have to go like yoon <laughs> uh then hawk then like maybe some side characters like uh gigan <laughs> the pirate captain um <laughs> It's like a fifth one. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I actually like the Earth King general. He's pretty funny. I forget his name. Yeah, Gunte. Oh my yeah. God. How did I forget Gunte? Gunte is fun, yo. I'm like, oh my I'm God. We, we love Gunte, honestly. <laughs> He's, God, now I have to think of where he ranks in this. <laughs> it just gets more complicated. How this do- is so hard for her. <laughs> I love how difficult it is for you. Yeah, it is. I'm over here. It's like I'm over here, just like trying to like. Okay, don't think about it. Just put names on the paper. See who comes <laughs> up. Like, uh, Lord. All right, we might have to move on for a while, and then three episodes from now, I can finally reveal my rank. Who your top five? And then it will change next arc. That's yes, funny. it better change. I will say for sure, Iksu. 
for sure Geisha, probably. <laughs> Hawk. <laughs> probably. Uh, uh, it's the other two that she's struggling with. <laughs> yeah, Geisha. Uh, we're going to go ahead and put Gunte. So Gunte, Geisha, Hawk, Iksu, Yona. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I feel bad I didn't pick, you know, Yona. (laughs) I know. Yona is very close to being, I want to say she's close to being edged out by Jiha, but then I was like, no, but then I like Yoon better than Jiha. So you see, it's a a (laughs) constant battle here. (laughs) Yeah. That was a difficult decision, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> yes, yes. Hakiona, Iksugija, Gunte, in some order that I haven't decided. Uh, mine are wild <laughs> for where we are right now. Hop, 100%. Hawk. I'm Hawk forever. Yona and Suwan, definitely top five. Lily, haven't met her yet. Promise she's great. Top five. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you. Those are mine. Okay. Oh, but Zeno. I do really love Zeno. I was like, you need to push him in there. (laughs) I know. She rode for him so hard and then was like, "Mm," afterthought. (laughs) Okay, but he's like six. He's just like, you know, my my other child that I left at the at the pickup (laughs) spot after picking up my other children, you know, it's fine. I'm the uh, the mom in Arrested Development where she's like three hours later, I don't care for Job. That's not true. I do. I just Okay, so Zeno, we've done our rankings. I love your opinions. I'm very excited to see if that changes or if you're still by the end. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, get him out of here. (laughs) Okay, so then they decide to go back to Iksu's village because they, Yoon, starts thinking about the prophecy and he's like, all right. We got our dragons. We don't really know what Zeno does. Zeno doesn't know what Zeno does, but that's fine. We got them all yes. together. We got them all together. Hawk's idea of figuring out what Zeno does was to throw a fucking haymaker. What is wrong with this man? I love him. All right. How could I forget that? Yeah. That's <laughs> one of my favorite panels of the series. Yes, it needs to be thrown in there. <laughs> Exactly. And he's just like eating a skewer of the land. Yes, he's eating a skewer as he does it. <laughs> so casual. Yeah, honestly, Zeno is correct. Where he's basically like, this guy is not normal. Like this isn't, this isn't a showing of how weak I am. It's how weird that boy is. <laughs> and you know what? He is valid. Zeno can have some rights, and that is one of them. That he- Which is also why I want him... Okay, so we're getting into the prophecy. They're trying to figure out what the sword and shield are. And I want him to be one of them, but at the same time, I don't want him to be one of them. Because I want... You want Zeno Hawk- to be sword and shield? No. Or shield? No. You want Hawk? Yes. Yeah. So okay. I want Hawk to be either sword or shield. I think he's the shield, or he will be. Uh, it still hasn't been revealed yet. But... I, d- I want him to be something because he is so overpowered that it just doesn't make sense for a normal human being to be the way that he is. But at the same time, I do love the idea of Hawk being just a normal dude and being able to join Yona and her supernatural band. But maybe that's Yoon. Maybe Yoon's the normal person. He definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> But I also like the idea of Hawk being normal. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I yeah. I I I do like the idea though of him being shield and as you theorized earlier, Suwan being the sword. That is really cool. The idea though that this has not been revealed yet. And how many chapters are we into the manga? Two sixteen. Two sixteen, and they have not revealed. But I think they're close. Hmm. <laughs> like what the? Or maybe it'll okay. never get revealed. I don't know. But please tell me that, like, all right, you know, Yoon brings it up right now. Uh, And I think what bothers me about it is that he's not like, oh, a sword and a shield. We needed four dragons, and then we need a sword and a shield. And it's like, you don't see the numbers in your group right now. Like, I hate that he didn't, like, acknowledge, you know, like. that the band might already be Yeah, that that they might already be it, right? Like, even if Iksu is like, oh, they haven't activated yet or whatever, it's like, wouldn't you have the thought, at least, that like, hey, you know, you and you, you definitely protected Yona in the yeah. last little pirate arc, uh, especially with how convenient it was to get Zeno. Yeah, for them to be like, oh, if we can already have him, maybe we already have the other <laughs> attributes. Yeah, that's a good thought. Okay, so in the last last footage. Uh, Ashley and Evangelina think that Yoon and Hawk are the sword and shield, and I think that Hawk and Suwan are the sword and shield. Well, I had Yoon thought, and- I now like your theory better. I do like your theory. I'm just saying, at this point, I wish Yoon had at least acknowledged that yeah. he could have been the the shield. Which, yeah, makes very much, like, I mean, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the math adds up. But... No, they don't really think about it. Yeah. And Iksu, Iksu doesn't really know, which speaking of, we finally get the payoff. I was so worried for my boy when Yoon left him. I was like, this man is a disaster. He is not going to be able to take care of himself. And he wasn't. This man fainted and (laughs) broke nearly all the shit in his house because he forgot to eat yeah and then they just leave him again so like good luck Iksu I hope you're still alive <laughs> I mean he survived for three months is a long time so he ate at some point in there you know like he functioned he for some amount of time most of the three months maybe he was just living on potatoes and he just got malnourished maybe. <laughs> yeah I finally get to have a definitive answer on this, too. Uh, this is the last time that I've seen Iksu, so I personally hope he's still alive. <laughs> this is the last time you've seen Iksu? That makes me so sad. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> But I love him dearly, and I do believe he'll come back at some point. You could I have let for the return of the king. <laughs> You could have let me live in hope, and now I know <laughs> that I have to go it over a hundred chapters not knowing what my boy is doing. I couldn't let you live with this though, because every time <laughs> if you ever thought about it again and you'd bring it up, I'd just get sad. So I have to tell you now to like wallow with me. <laughs> well, okay, we are not. We try to be a spoiler-free podcast, but. That this is a, a hurt that I that was probably necessary. <laughs> I know I'm really bad this episode. I'm so sorry. I revealed quite a bit, but like, 
I want to be able to play with you guys. So I have to tell yeah. you what I know and what I don't know. There's a there's a person named Lily. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a gift. <laughs> All right. So then they don't know what they're going to do from here. Zeno has that darker turn and he says uh what do we do now are you uh gonna stay on the run forever or are you gonna reclaim the throne and then everybody wonders uh if it's wise to let her reclaim the throne or if they should just leave it to uh suwan who seems pretty capable and then gija asks what hawk thinks of suwan and hawk basically says i don't know him at all and walks off because it's still a sore subject and jiha is like oh they had a thing got it yeah. Hawk really said, I don't know her, and they are not <laughs> buying it, as they shouldn't. I mean, Gideon sort of does, because he's, I mean, okay, I get it. I am Deja. I'm not proud of it. But he and I both have that thing with unreliable narrators, where we'll, like, take them at face value. And Hawk says, I don't know that guy at all. And Gideon's like, oh, he's really mad. And she has like, mm, dig a little deeper. <laughs> So, not everybody gets it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last scene is Yona talking to Iksu when they have that heart to heart, and Iksu says, or she she's upset that she couldn't kill Suwan, and Iksu is like, it's fine. It's like sometimes we feel things for people who are bad to us, and it just like happens. It's human nature. So I think he's being sweet here, and also Hawk overhears. So of course, like. Oh, my crush is still in love with the guy that, like, fucked over both of our lives. That sucks. Poor Hawk. What? Mm, do you think she's still in love with him? Or more just, like, mm, her her picture of what he's done has been complicated, right? Like, because people don't think her dad was that great of a ruler. And she's like, oh, Suwon actually might be justified a little bit in doing what he's doing you know like he actually hasn't he's been doing good things like yeah i yeah you're right okay so i don't think that she's still in love with him but i do think she loved him for so long she loved him for her entire life and it's only been three months since it happened so i think there are some residual like i mean it's just easy if it's such a part of your personality that i feel like it's going to be hard to pivot from that so even though he did something horrible and it's, in my opinion, unforgivable. Like, I'm sure she'll forgive him because she's an angel. But, like, I don't want her to ever forgive him. I want her to be like, I know what you did. And, like, in the end, it maybe worked out, maybe didn't. We'll see. But I don't, you know, ever want to talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know that it's love. But it was love for a very long time. So I think it's just incredibly complicated for her right now. All right, final chapter, Sweet Rain. Yona wants to learn how to sword fight. <laughs> and uh, Hawk won't do it. And Sheena <laughs> accidentally hurts her when he doesn't warn her that there's a guard on his sword. So now he's out because he's like, no, I can't hurt Yona. And he runs away from her. Doesn't even yeah. speak. No speaking. Just <laughs> she cut her hand. Oh, no. But <laughs> like... Clutches no, like runs, the sword yeah, to his sword, chest, no. <laughs> and then runs just literally in. runs. He's a perfect boy and very sweet. And even Yona like takes accountability for it. She's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that your sword doesn't have a guard." Okay, I learned my lesson. It's just a little cut, and he's like, 
Hey, just no. a little. <laughs> <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah, never again. I do love that she like chases him down. She's like, no, wait. Come back. <laughs> no, no, no. Doesn't she say also like, ah, oh, he got away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he escaped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do like her deciding who, <laughs> who to uh, corner next. <laughs> She's like, Zeno doesn't use a sword because he just uses his hand. And Zeno is like not an option at all. <laughs> like who knows what's up with him, but I know that he's not going to be good. <laughs> so that's why she settles on Jiha. And Jiha's yeah. like, okay, I can't do this for you. Hawk has a good reason for this. Uh, and if I were in his place, I would want to lock you away forever. I wouldn't want you to uh, be able to use a sword because that scares me. Yeah, so you got that. I love I love Jiha basically opening his like robe like a trench coat and then just having all of the knives when she asks for a blade. She's like, oh, do you have one? And he has like thousands, even a little arrow pointing to his pants. It's like, you don't even see all of them. Like... I love Which will boy. be good probably in the future. Like I would want him on my team to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have so many hidden weapons. You will never run out. It's cool. This reminds me though. I, I do love knives and daggers, but it does take me back to being at a, I forgot what you called them. The, the like parties that seniors threw, do you know what I'm talking about? The like open houses. Oh yeah. For graduation. Yeah, and I was at my friend's, one of my friends, and there was this guy there, and there was somebody else, and they just, they were both really country, and then they both just got into, like, a whole thing about, like, how many knives they were carrying, so they were each just, like, taking out their knives and being like, I got one in my boot, I got one in my jacket, and I was just like, what is this? What is this weird <laughs> male ritual that is happening in front of me? Uh, yeah, what was happening there? Yeah. <laughs> this is funny for where we grew up because we were not in a country place. We weren't, we were yeah, in we're from the Midwest. City, so. Yeah, we're from the suburbs. Uh, right, so then the cave scene all very Hakiano from here on out. So they get they get reined in and they get into a cave. And uh, she is cold. She worked herself up too much. And so he puts his, Hawk puts his robe over her head, which is a nice bookend because in the first episode, Suwan does the same thing to her when she's scared right before, like the day before her dad died. And also Suwan did it as a kid. So it serves as a nice bookend for the first and final episode, but also serves to reinforce that Suwan and Hawk grew up together, so they have similar mannerisms. And I love <laughs> Hawk and Suwan parallels because, you know, I'm very invested in them and everything that's going on with them. <laughs> and then we have Yona say that Jiha, want, uh, Jiha said that Hawk would want to lock her up and hide her away forever. And Hawk is like, actually, it's the exact opposite. I want everyone to see how fucking cool you are because you are the best. And I think that's healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Because he's been, like you said, it really redeemed the last bits where he came on too strong and it was just uncomfortable and awkward which speaking of ashley what is your opinion on the honey scene oh yeah no very uncomfortable okay. i was Not like please stop <laughs> yes 
You know, that's actually an interesting opinion of yours because you say that your favorite manga is Made Sama. Yes. And I feel like that was a very Usui thing to do. I know. Just no, like- but I don't agree. I think Usui also pushes it very far. Like when he you know, does the possessive thing where he's like, oh, you're in a swimsuit, so I'm going to put a hickey on your back so that you have to wear a shirt. I'm like, Usui, what the? <laughs> and like, no, that's exactly. not allowed. And like, I feel like, you know, Hawk's not putting a brand on her, but it's like, Hawk, what are you doing? Like, stop being a creeper. Like, <laughs> that's not okay, oh, baby. So it's not just Hawk, it's that you don't like that in general. You're not making excuses for Usui. No, no, yeah, no. It's just like, <laughs> this is not this is not acceptable behavior. Like, don't take it too far, Shoujo boys. Like, yeah, and I think it's also uncomfortable, so uncomfortable in Yuna because she doesn't understand. Yeah, like she's not in love with him right now. So like... Her blushies are just like uncomfortable blushies, you know, like I'm exactly. Like- She's not like I'm having heart palpitations. It's no like, uh, he's being weird. Like yeah. <laughs> like an acknowledgement that that is way too intimate. And she's like, no, like <laughs> run away now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, Hawk sort of gets that. He let himself get carried away, and he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, no, good good for Hawk that he was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> like, not going to chase her. Bad shit. <laughs> Should have asked before I left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, Hawk. <laughs> oh, Hawk. And, yeah, it was weird. In our lost recording, I said that, like, the scene is sad because, yeah, Yona doesn't love him back and he's like trying so hard and and you know you pointed out that it's like mimicking what Suwon has done and like that's cute but that makes it sadder for me because it's it's like a a move where you know it's like why can't you love me instead like I'm the same and like Yona just doesn't Yona doesn't get that right now yeah Yeah. that's an interesting way of seeing that I mean, or I don't think he did it on in, on purpose, right? But it's just like you as the reader, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. But is this a turning point for them? For him to sort of start to walk into that role for her, to be her new Suan, her new love. She's like, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm going to have to see how this girl be reacting yeah. in five chapters, you know? <laughs> I, okay. I don't think that's what's happening, but also now that you have pointed that out, it's possible that that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that would be a cool way to uh, to do that. There's one specific moment I can think of that I think of as the turn for her, and it's mm. not this moment, but maybe this is like sowing the seeds. She's finally starting to like get it <laughs> a mm. little bit. Well, that's what I was trying to get out earlier. I was like, maybe she's starting to get it a little bit, but she's still not at the point where she's ready. That's why it came off when she was like, oh, Jiha was totally lying or whatever. It's like it almost felt like a defensive thing on her part, not even just like obliviousness. Like she's been straight up oblivious this entire time, but this one also had like a drop or two of defensiveness to it. Just like don't want to think about that. And it's still probably more and like don't want to think about it because it makes me uncomfortable. Not so much don't want to think about it because I have feelings. I think it's still very much just like it's weird to think about for her. Fair. I think I still think this is full obliviousness, but yeah, your point. 
I'm still on Team Oblivious Yona. Oh, gosh. Mm. Poor Hawk. Poor Hawk. <laughs> that poor bastard. Yeah. But all in all, it's still a really cute scene. Um, just the idea that, you know, because Jiha's thing that he was telling her was very much just like Hawk would never want you to be seen by people. And it was it was for like in terms of like protection, but also just like possessiveness. And his thing is like, no, I would want you to be seen by people. And it's not even just about like, I want people to see you because you're beautiful. It's also because like, I want them to see how strong you are and how much you care about ever and all of these extraordinary qualities that you have. Like, I want people to recognize you as this extraordinary person. And just the idea that it's not just like a physical thing for him. It's also just that he really sees her and cares for her and loves her is really really cute and this this whole scene winds up really cute we get a sleep cute one of the tropiest things that you can have <laughs> that's what makes it good which speaking of sleep cutes though do people actually accidentally fall asleep on people's shoulders in real life because i have doubts i feel like you have to very to be i feel like you have to be deliberate about falling asleep on someone's shoulder <laughs> it's so uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah. I don't get me wrong I will squeal every time I see it in fiction but in real life I'm just saying you have to be maybe Yona's a very heavy sleeper I feel like you have to be like less of a picky sleeper for sure yeah well and she would be I mean they've been sleeping on the ground for the past three months without a tent I'm pretty sure yeah they all just lean against trees like crazy every time they go to sleep I'm like what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, do they do they have sleeping bags? Yeah. I'm like, I understand you have very rudimentary things, but like, are you trying like at all? <laughs> just felt like you know how to sew. Sew them some bedrolls. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> Use spare clothes as pillows. Like I just don't <laughs> There you go. Or use your best friend's shoulder, who's secretly pining for you. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, duh. That's how it... You... I don't know much about shoulder falling asleep. I've never personally fallen asleep on a shoulder. But I did have a conversation once in, like, a hostel when I was traveling around Asia. And we were just chatting with, like, the weirdest group of dudes. And I asked if, like... Okay, so I have a personal hangup about cuddling and I don't like it. And so I was like, do you guys like actually like cuddling? <laughs> and they said, yeah, it's great. And then one guy was like, I was on a night bus and I was sitting next to a girl and we both fell asleep and then we woke up and I, we were like cuddling and it wasn't anything sexual and we didn't want each other and we didn't know each other. It just sort of like happened. We migrated. <laughs> so maybe it does happen for some people. My but I don't know if it's possible sure. sitting up. But definitely, but yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Cuddling is I was like, you thing. can definitely migrate, especially if you're sharing one bed, the sharing one bed trope where they like wake up and like head on, like uh, head against it. It's like, I can buy that. Okay. But upright, it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. To just like wind up. Okay, so perfectly. these are different things to you. Got it. Okay. Yeah, they're different. I will say, though, it does sadden me that you don't like cuddling. That was like my biggest sadness when we were roommates. <laughs> you were down for platonic cuddles as a very tactile person. 
I'm sorry. I don't like to be touched. <laughs> I know this and respect this about you. You do, yeah. and I appreciate that. I would say that, like, yeah, my I'm like super about cuddles. My husband doesn't like touching that much, but he humors me. And then we're always like, let's like, because we have separate rooms. So we have to like purposely be like, we want to sleep in the same bed tonight. And then I feel like even when we do, we like cuddle at first and then we're like, reject. <laughs> like, <laughs> go to yeah, that's what I've heard. My Our, our uh, mutual friend uh, has also said the same thing. And she's like, I don't know why people even try cuddling to start with, like to start the night with, because you will always end up separate. Like yeah. it's just like, just agree to be on your own side of the bed. <laughs> Yeah, my dad, my dad likes to cuddle and so and my mom is very much not for it. So we need more cuddling variation in mangas what I'm uh, I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less sleep cutes, more more realistic portrayals of cuddling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gonna say I still enjoyed this scene. I thought it was cute as hell, just logistics wise. It's like it's a, there are some things I will accept in fiction that I know. It's like when people fall off ladders and perfectly into somebody's arms. <laughs> it's like y'all would both be on the ground. Quit lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> broken, broken something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's about it, I think. Yeah. Right. Any yeah. any other thoughts? We like breezed through that. Uh, um, did I miss anything? Al is a demon that? squirrel. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. We got the after comic. We, yeah. I have been waiting for this after comic. This panel was like the only panel I knew about coming into Yona where Yona is asking Sheena who taught him how to sword fight. And he says, ow, meaning the last blue dragon who his squirrel is presumably named after. Yona does not know this guy exists so she just immediately visualizes squirrel owl with the sword which is i love that this is the only thing that you knew going into it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah it does. that exact panel that's what i'm saying it's like that's why it's on my list of potentials for when we get our best friend tattoo owl with the sword full stop <laughs> i support this decision <laughs> I love how like adamant you are about this, Ashley. This is like Al is not natural. It is terrifying. It is terrifying. <laughs> like I don't think I'm actually as adamant about it as my husband is. Like he's like, no, this squirrel is for sure a demon creature. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, it's a bit world breaking. Like doesn't really fit with the rest of the aesthetic <laughs> that's going on here, squirrel. You know what, though? It doesn't. It might not necessarily be a demon, but it could be a god because we do have gods and dragons who are gods that come down. Yeah, and I mean, it's a very smart squirrel. You know, like, Shinha is like, Al, go. And then Al just knows what to do. And I'm yeah. like, what? What's up? Yeah, Al was a crucial part of the breaking out the women who were being su- uh, sex trafficked. Yeah. She she knew to stay in Yona's robe until the opportune moment. She knew to chew through them ropes. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a very smart squirrel. And I'm like, I don't, this is a demon creature. It's a little too smart. A little yeah. too smart. Yeah. <laughs> Ow is the sword and the shield. Yo, dang, oh it's Ow the whole time. <laughs> she will wield both and somehow be able yes. to hold them up. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Also, I 
I do appreciate how fast she accepted Zeno. She seemed to glom onto him like she glommed onto Yona. Because it's like so far her clear favorites are Yona and Sheena. Yeah. But she seems to really love Zeno. <laughs> I mean, similar spirit as Yona. They're both like super happy, bright people who just want to smile and see others smile. Al just wants to vibe. And Al just wants to vibe. She likes that. She's like, all right, give me my sunshine people. And eat and meat. And my sad boy. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. Gino's also apparently a bit of a glutton. So, you know, more. more. <laughs> which, which also supports Al being a demon. Because aren't demons always hungry for more? They're never satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like Ooh. I showed my husband the four comic panel. Not this one, but the... The other one where it was like how Shinya and Al met and, you know, Shinya was trying to hold the like lily pad over. And yeah, and then, yeah, Al eats it and he's like, yeah, that just proves that's a demon squirrel. You know, (laughs) (laughs) wake up, America. Yeah, wake up. How do you not see it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a twist that would be in the end. I hope that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I don't think Kuznagi meant it. I think she just accidentally is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I think she meant this actually to be cute. Okay. I think it might be too cute. I mean, I think she's cute. Fine. I oh, I love her, but but she's also terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a part of the charm. So fine. I mean, the tweet that you retweeted with Al with the machine gun. I was like, yes, that's the that's the energy all <laughs> the time. You know, like <laughs> also incredibly funny. I love the idea, especially since it's like made to size, so the machine gun is like tiny enough for a squirrel to handle. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that she not just built that for her. <laughs> he just discovered what guns are. <laughs> like, you all have swords. Let me introduce you to something. <laughs> yeah. This is so random and such a pivot, but the only Inuyasha fan fiction that I've ever read and I really enjoyed is called Light Me a Lantern. I do recommend it if you're ever interested in like fan fiction or Inuyasha. But uh it is like it's it's post canon and people start to like bring guns around and nobody's really like prepared for that. So mm. they have to like figure out how to stop that from happening. Stop the guns from happening. It's just America. Yeah. I know it sounds insane, but it works very well and it is very tense. <laughs> it is super well written. Oh sorry. All I could think of was that fan art somebody did comparing um Kagome with Toa and Yashahime, even though Yashahime doesn't exist, where Toa is very much like not bringing stuff from the future and trying to preserve the timeline. And then the it cuts to Kagome being like, this is called a gun. <laughs> very good fan art. And yes. also, <laughs> yeah, this time she didn't bring a gun. She just heard a gunshot and she was like, I know what that is. That cannot be good. We have to like stop this. In Japan, they didn't think that hard about guns because they're not big on gun culture like in America. In America, we would immediately just bring the gun back to feudal Japan, you know? Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm I the author like did her research because it, it, Kagome mentioned something about like, 
trade merchants brought them over on ships from uh from europe and so they had to like i don't know it it wrought so much devastation that they basically like banned them eventually but like they came right. over on ships so this was about the right time period for that to happen mm. and i was like how interesting and then i never looked into it again so i don't know if any of this is true but, like, <laughs> it is how interesting yeah <laughs> It's a good thing she was also from Japan, Kagome. Because, yeah, an American would have been like, I'm going to teach y'all about Second Amendment rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have ten yeah. guns, so I can leave five of them here and still be okay. Yeah. It would be jihad, except for daggers, <laughs> there would be guns. Yeah. And then Al would get one and rule the world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we talked about the anime. We did our, our points. Can we do reviews? But this is going to be a different kind of review review because I have been waiting for this. There is a scathing review on my anime list, and I think it's so mean that it's funny. <laughs> so I would like us to go through it together. Okay. Oh, sure. It is Ace Lee on my anime list. They say... At some point in the show, Yona mentioned something about escaping from her bubble of a spoiled princess, learning about the difficulties of life and such. Ironically, this show never managed to escape from its bubble of a shoujo pandering, unbearably sappy, politically shallow, purposeless mess of tropes, forced superficial development. Wow, I think that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Tell Um, us how you really feel. (laughs) Um. Yeah. I think this person just doesn't like shoujo. Even, no, this is what, okay. The popular discourse about any shonen that comes along that gets popular is going to always be about how like it does these very subtle things differently than all the other shonens, right? Like it's going to be like, this one is pushing the shonen not genre, but, you know, genre forward. And then when shoujo comes along and it's like, oh, yeah, it took those tropes you love and then put the, it like, updated them and is actually being very, like, Yona as a political thing is like, wow, yeah, that's actually a very nuanced portrayal of, like, there is no good or bad. Like, everybody's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad here. Um, And then, like, but if you do it in shoujo, it's just like trash. Same trash we've seen all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's right. like you're trash. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like that's just a common thing with like media aimed at women and girls is it's just like seen as lesser. Yeah. It's like you you see a movie of like five guys action movie and you're like oh cool yeah that's fine you get a an action movie that stars five women and like this is feminist trash exactly like immediately it's like it does all the things that your men want you're just like it just somehow gets sorted in a different category and is seen as not like highbrow yeah you know i was gonna say what would happen if we swapped yona out for a male character but I don't know if people would be any less or any more accepting of a man having such a slow emotional like journey she is pretty slowly recovering from emotional scars no, and I know three that's months cool. is nothing <laughs> what no I agree I think it's a great portrayal and I think it 
it makes a lot of sense in universe, but like it has been, you know, 24 weeks. And that was a complaint by people on Reddit. I think a couple people at least have said that it feels slow to them that she's not over it already. Just no. her dad getting murdered in front of you. God. Yeah, by up. your first love, who is your cousin, is fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I agree with you. I think they are wrong. But No, also- I actually think, okay, so one of the things – that I always make fun of in shoujo is that they all start with a premise that then they abandon within two volumes. Like the initial premise that hooks you gets resolved, right? And then like it becomes something, like not something else entirely, but it like focuses on something else and you're just like, okay. So like an example being uh, Kimi ni Todoke, it's always like all the descriptions will be like, the main girl is a scary girl that nobody likes. And it's like, okay, everybody likes her by volume like four and there are 30 volumes. Like, you know, like what the fuck? <laughs> like n- nobody cares about this anymore. And so like I think Yona does something interesting too where like watching the first couple episodes, I was like, I don't get why this is like everybody's favorite shoujo these days, you know? And it's because like the first couple episodes are setting up like the hard turn, right? Like then when once it turns, it becomes something else and i'm like oh that's actually a very like good take on a on a weird shoujo trope you know like that's that's like a a very hard turn take on it and i'm like oh that's 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 nice and it fuels my dislike of uh overall this this podcast is very good but uh uh what it's manga explaining they they purposely try to show uh like the beginnings of different manga to a guy who's more into traditional comics. Like he makes like, you know, Marvel and those types of comics. Um, So they did Yona recently and they were all like, I don't really, (laughs) like again, they were all negative on it because they only read like the first or second, like first two or maybe only one volume. So they were like, oh, this is like weird. And I'm like, no, so you didn't give it enough time to get to the shoujo turn, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's really interesting that they didn't like it because I think that first few chapters are super strong the first few chapters and then like the last episode 23 so whatever chapters those are like chapter 39 ish Mm. are the strongest of like at least the first arc Mm. so it's weird that they didn't like it they were like it's difficult to you know accept like this girl is in love with her cousin yeah (laughs) Yeah. Who then murdered her dad? Yeah, <laughs> the pacing is insane. For the yeah, beginning. and then there's like humor, you know, that like was built up before that. That like the hard turn, you know. So I'm like, yeah. Hmm. So like overall, I'm just like, yeah, this review doesn't understand that Yona's like sk- like skewering every every shoujo trope <laughs> at every turn. Yeah. In a very subtle way, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you were also saying, would they like it if they switch genders in Yona? Like, if Yona was a guy. But I think you'd have to, to do the comparable thing, you'd actually have to switch, you know, Yona's gender and then all the genders of her men yeah. folk. Like, you, they'd all have to be female. Yeah. Which I think people would really like because I think dudes really love harems of strong fighter women as far as i can guess (laughs) i don't get it but 
<laughs> it seems to be very popular. Uh, isekai is something that I really cannot get into. And I feel like that's all isekai. It's just like they go back and get a harem of girls who... Well, that's also like. why Yona is interesting. Because again, I feel like what it's calling back to specifically is like in the Shugi Yugi vein, which is like a 90s isekai, which was more shoujo. So it was, you know, two girls get sucked back and have their harem of, of seven men each. Um, or each. One, one, of them, one of them wasn't all men, but like, yeah, they, they each get, you know, seven warrior people who, who are going to protect them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's like isekai used to be a very shoujo fantasy thing and now has morphed into this more shonen, like everybody gets sucked into a video game where you're going to fucking die or whatever the fuck <laughs> happens mm-hmm. now <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, that's like much more, yeah, not appealing to me and isn't as good. So I think that Yona playing like off of that too without being an isekai is still like, oh, yes, so good, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> Getting back to our roots. That's really interesting. I didn't that. And yeah. also now I maybe have to check out Shugi Yugi. Yes, I mean, I can definitely... I mean, Shugi Yugi is definitely of a time, but I definitely think it's worth reading for the, the shoujo histories. Also, I really, really love the sequel to it, which is Genbu Kaiden. It's really good. <laughs> okay. I didn't know there was a sequel, so... I don't know. I haven't watched the first episode. I, I like to like watch the anime to get a feel for the characters mm. and then I can like jump in on my own because I'm lazy. And there's a lot out there. So yeah. like I, I want to be fed it before I have to work for it. Mm. I mean, Fushigi Yugi definitely ha- is one of the last great like shoujo anime you know it has like a full like 50 something episodes like they actually Finally. get through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I keep I keep having to watch these like short twelve episode ones where I'm just like, where it never I mean, got I, picked I, up for a second season, and yeah, yes. I I picked up this week. I started watching Brothers Conflict because I'm just so starved for shoujo content, which is like a really trashy harem, and I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of harems. This review, one of my favorite points, they go, Yona starts as a completely clueless princess and already two incredibly hot young men can't resist to protect her. And my thought on that is just, I don't think this person has friends. (laughs) 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 Of course they want to protect her. She thinks she's been their friend for 15 years or however old she is. I guess she didn't know them at one year old, but my point stands. Yeah. Again, one of them is her cousin. It's like, is that weird? Like, if my, like, okay, I don't like all my cousins, but, like, there are definitely some where I'd be like, yeah, I want to protect you, you know? (laughs) He's also her cousin. That's a very good point. (laughs) Hawk's job is literally to, like, protect her. Like, that's that's his job. He's literally her bodyguard. Yeah. 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 Why would her bodyguard want to protect her? God. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that point just makes no sense whatsoever. And then they say a coup occurred for reasons still unclear after 24 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 
it takes a while. <laughs> but that's like long form media. I think sometimes people will complain about things and I'm just like, well, that's like the point of it. If they reveal everything now, then what's the point of the rest of the series? You know, gotta keep some mystery. Okay. Thus ensues a long-winded journey as Yona travels and develops as a person and a benevolent, charismatic ruler reaching for that ultimate goal with also a lot of opportunities for romantic development, or so you think. Uh, and then they go on to mention Rose of Versailles portraying an oppressed society with a civilian perspective to display the problems with incompetent governance. Which I think it's about the French Revolution. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> it's like is it? Yeah, the Rose of Versailles. I don't know anything about it, but oh. I know that I know that it's your next project for your podcast. So I wanted to no. see your take on it. <laughs> it's lit. What? They're so different. The Rose of Versailles is literally about the French Revolution. Like, not, like, like it's fictionalized. There are some fictional characters, but most of them are legit people who existed, and she's just <laughs> telling the story of the fucking French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like... Okay, well, I mean, France does have a pretty incompetent government, <laughs> historically. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, you know, like the plot points were laid out for that, you yeah. know, yeah. manga author. Like, it's not a fantasy. Oh, yeah. Shoujo. <laughs> that's fair. And also, I just, I mean, like, it's, that's not what this is about. Also, like, like what, what, what is the problem here? Like, what, what more, like, I feel like I've been given enough justification for there to have been a coup. Like, King Ill clearly you know wasn't providing for many of his people and that upset them like what yeah what else do and you suan need? at the very least believes that he killed his father yeah like that, like that is reason to go what, and kill what, what's, him what's the problem <laughs> i agree <laughs> I, I don't know what more they wanted i mean we've spent a lot of time listening to random villagers be like yeah that fucking king eel like he was terrible yeah. i feel like we get it at this point um, and also, it's really early in the story. I don't know why they're so upset that we haven't learned everything about the coup. And also, also, <laughs> it's not really about, like, this isn't a political story. I think it's billed as, like, a historical fantasy romance. It's not, like, a political intrigue. Situation. <laughs> That's just sort of a backdrop to add mystery and tension, which I'm not mad about. I like it. But also, it's really not the focus. Okay, and then most episodes focus on Yona's journey to find the four dragons based on a prophecy told by a random drunk priest lying half dead on the side of the road. Okay, gross simplifica oversimplification of my man, just saying. <laughs> In my notes, I have you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> and then as if that isn't silly enough. These dragons are bound to her by destiny, meaning the moment they caught their eyesight, or the moment she caught their eyesight, they became a harem member. Yep, she doesn't even need to convince them. Most of the arcs don't have much depth and don't contribute to the big picture. That's the... It's magic. They lay that out for you. And also, she does have to convince them. Yes. <laughs> that That's literally a whole plot point for Jiha is... Ha having to resist what biologically and magically he's compelled to do. Yeah. 
And also, Sheena says no, and they sort of have to convince him, too. Yeah, like, they spend, like, four episodes trying to convince, like, find Sheena and get him to, like, come along here, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not that they just drop to their knees and they're like, yes, I'll be in your harem forever. And also, I will forever disagree that it is a harem, and I don't think that they're all romantically interested in her. That's neither here nor there. And also, he says it doesn't contribute to the big picture. He, I say he. I don't know if this is a man or not. They say uh, it doesn't contribute Feels to like the big picture. But I thought earlier they said that there wasn't a big picture, and that was an issue. <laughs> What's the truth? What's the truth? <laughs> okay, so. Um, oh, this is the perfect time to get into this, because I don't think that this, I think this might be part of the dead part of the episode that we lost the lost stories but um this person says it's funny how the show realizes the complete lack of purpose in trying to gather up with these beautiful men in the last episode due to Jonas still being completely clueless and a failure in story writing earlier discussed in an attempt to correct this she is given a purpose but it's clear the author still has no idea how to advance the plot and neither do, neither does the show become any less superficial I mean, that's just shoujo. We covered that, didn't we? The The premise is done right away, the initial premise. <laughs> yeah. And then, they, yeah, and then it's something else. But I also just feel like, yeah, like the premise was just get the four dragons. There was no forethought. It's it's fine. <laughs> they, they can figure that that's out. How, that's how things work also. Like most people, you go from goal to goal. You don't just like have everything laid out of where you're going to go as a person. So it makes sense to me that she was like, okay, first I just need to get, you know, survive. Somebody says, Hey, what would help you survive finding these four dragons? Okay. I'll find the four dragons. And now having one of, okay, what do I do now? That makes sense. That's how you go through life. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I, I, it's more unique story-wise. I feel like most things will have an end goal. So like Inuyasha, for example, is the end is going to be they collect all the jewel shards and use it to mm -hmm. like get rid of Naraku forever, basically. Yeah. Um, but, but here there isn't anything that they're going towards. It's not like Yona gets ousted and she's like, okay, I have to get back to the, the castle and I have to take back my, my well, throne. Well, isn't fulfilling the prophecy the end goal? Yes. <laughs> it's Probably. Like it's also like the idea that Inuyasha and them gather the shards and it goes exactly to plan is just like ridiculous. Like you can have a goal and a plan and that's meaning, you know, like it's going to go wrong basically. Like what's, what's the point here? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I think they do have beginning and end goals because the first arc is all about getting the dragons. And now that they have, they're going to do the next thing. Like you said, Evan. So like, it's not like there aren't any goals. It's not like they're just meandering around and it's not slice of life. Like there is a plot. There's just not like, I think people get really tripped up by the fact that there's not, like, an overarching end goal. But I think that's more to do with, like, emotional depth than anything else. Like, the the emotional overarching goal is to figure out what's going on with Suwon and to see if, like, Yona can ever 
live again after what was going on with Suwon, how she chooses to do that. I have a lot of points on this, and I basically, <laughs> I don't want to get into any of it because it doesn't matter, but um, I do want to say that if you guys, if anybody out there likes Yona, you should check out Moon Spiral, which is a backlog uh, title of Kuznagi's, uh, where it feels very proto Hawk and Yona, and you can see a lot of similar Yona of the Dawn elements of it. But it is a weird case where like it feels like it's over before it started. And so I feel like this gives her a very open playing field to be like, if it ends early, then it's fine. So like if it ended right here, it would be kind of weird because, you know, the anime is kind of weird. But like it is open ended in the way that like we've successfully completed our goal for the arc and then looking forward, maybe we'll do something else. Um, but it doesn't, it wouldn't feel like, I wouldn't feel cheated out of an ending if this is where it ended. But like with Mugen Spiral, there was a very clear, like, end point. The plot is basically that a demon uh, has to eat the soul of uh, essentially a priestess uh, in order to gain her powers and go back and defeat his brother, who is uh, like unlawfully taken over the throne, like he killed their dad and took over the throne. And so it's the brother's goal to like get back down there. But then once he meets the priestess, he sort of like falls in love with her. So they have this very like forbidden romance thing going on. Um, and he hates it, which is nice. <laughs> uh, but I mean, she only got two volumes to do this. So this is what, like 16 chapters. Um, so I like, I have no idea where that goes. It's just all very like, here's my goal. And he doesn't reach it. But it just feels unfinished. So I like that this is more open. I, I think I'm rambling at this point. I don't know if any of this makes sense, but in my mind, I feel like that was a precursor to be like, oh, okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna have like a solid end goal here. We're gonna like just play around and see if people like it and then not write myself into a corner so I can like bring things up later if I get the chance. Mm. Yeah, like she, she's staying away from a, Bleach by Tita Kubo situation where he like wrote, you know, like there was always this overarching goal, and then like every arc of that just gets kind of progressively uh, less like cohesive and like just keeps opening new things in the world. And you're like, no, wait a minute, like yeah. I wanted to stay contained, so like. Yona's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to open up too much because then we'll never reach it. You know, we're just going to like stick yeah. to this. And yeah, think, thinking about it more, I'm just like, no, oh, the opening's so good because like normally I feel like shoujo premise is like, you know, the girl feels down on herself in some way. Like she, you know, she's like a lesser than character in some way. Like she's like, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever enough. Um, but Yona's a princess and she's like, yeah, I own this princess life. Like this princess life is awesome and everything. And so it's actually, it has to like break her down to, to build her back up. Right. You know, <laughs> like, like it's like, okay, Yona's identity was shattered in episode like two or whatever, you know? And like, uh, from there, she has to build an entirely new identity. That's the whole manga. Like, woo! Whereas I feel like normally 
in shoujo manga it's like oh they think they're one thing and then by volume two they're like oh maybe i'm starting to be the other thing and like yay isn't that happy like yay and then it's just romance it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right uh let's see character wise the show gets very generic cast of forgettable characters to poorly developed ones yona is said to have developed greatly which is nothing short of phony physical strength is not the equivalent of mental fortitude and her excessive plot armor only further de depreciates any signs of growth she has there was only one instance in which she actually realizes she didn't want to lose anything else, which was the real development. Yeah, I don't even know where to start with this. And also, I'm obsessed with the only pass that they give is, I'm pretty sure, her realization on the cliffs, which is <laughs> my least favorite section of the entire series. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't get over the weird them being saved from falling off the cliffs. I hate it. Mm. Too unbelievable. And I know that like gods exist and dragons exist, but I cannot believe that two normal human beings fell off that huge fucking cliff. And that's like a hundred feet. We don't have to get into this again. <laughs> no, we just get angry every single time. <laughs> get angry about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even beyond that, like, she has incredible mental fortitude. I mean, the, the entire first, like, four episodes and, like, handful of chapters are basically her being completely mentally broken and then, like, coming back from that, bouncing back from that. It's not all physical. Shonen. It's all physical. Just get more power-ups. Power, power, power. Woo! Sword, yeah. sword ability acquired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, and then also her development as a ruler is completely pointless to discuss. She's not trying to be a ruler. That's my point. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't want to be. So yeah, of course. And also, it's the first arc. Maybe she'll get better at it. She's also 16. <laughs> uh, Suwan is a potentially interesting character as a young mastermind of a coup, but completely butchered by facetious naive boy behavior towards important figureheads for reasons I can't think of besides pandering. His lack of screen time completely denies what did you, This person doesn't know how to read. That's what I just like. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I just think this person didn't watch the anime. <laughs> Because this point doesn't make any sense. Like, it is it is basically spelled out word for word. Oh, he's putting on an act. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What more do you want? He's putting on an act to use psychology against <laughs> <laughs> Gunte. <laughs> it's not spoon-fed to me, so don't get it. Uh, their one positive note is that the production value of the show doesn't suffer very badly from the studio it got. I mean, it, it's true. For a shoujo, it's actually a pretty good production. I will not lie. Yeah, I'd agree with that from what I've seen. Shoujo anime don't get them budgets, you know? Mm. Sure doesn't. That never bothers me. I think they do, they do it well enough. But I think I'm also just like accepting crumbs. <laughs> There's not a lot out there. So I'm like, no, yeah. Anything. Like the reason I didn't do... 
a shoujo anime podcast instead of a shoujo manga podcast was that I I was like, I feel like I'm limiting myself so much if I chose to do an anime podcast. So much. There's like very little compared to how much shoujo manga is. And then like even that, I can think of maybe a handful that actually got a full adaptation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> okay, in conclusion, we're finally to the end of this. In conclusion, Yana's oh, yet another generic shoujo story masked by a deceptive exterior. Potentially interesting plot developments and political discussions are replaced by a pointless journey to find hot boys. Every character is inexplicably obsessed with Yona, not inexplicably, sorry, that's my interjection, but inexplicably obsessed with Yona because she's the designated main character and tropes take up more time than character development. It's not necessarily the worst thing. In fact, it's just overtly mediocre rather than outright horrible. However, it is highly disappointing considering what it could have been, making it excruciating to watch. You have to watch this series. It's best to keep your expectations low. Oh boy! No. <laughs> I think this person just really doesn't like shoujo. It sounds. I know. Like I was it. like, I want to know what they like. I need like <laughs> references. I feel like they Rose went in. of Versailles. They said, but like Rose of Versailles is a good shoujo, but it's just like, what kind of comparison? Is <laughs> Maybe it's the only other so- shoujo they've watched. Yeah, they're not at all the same. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Very different vibes and times and just everything, you know. <laughs> well, whatever they wanted out of Yona, they didn't get it. No, I guess good on good on Rosa Versailles and whatever shonen they like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My Hero Academia, you know, like whatever. <laughs> Do you like My Hero Academia? I've only seen the first couple episodes. It's it's used very young to me. Like they're very young, and I don't know. If that, like, I don't know if I can get past that. <laughs> Personally. Like, are they mm-hmm. always in middle school? Are they always, like, little babies? Um, Let's see. I've watched, like, 60 episodes, and yes. But I think they're technically in high school. I think it's just the style that makes them look. Like, you know, a cl- classic example is, like, Naruto versus Bleach. Like, technically, they're... I think those characters are the same age, but Naruto like looks a lot younger than you know like Ichigo and his crowd, and I think it's just that it's it's just all in our style. That's fascinating. I did not know Naruto and Ichigo were supposed to be the same age. I think I they're around the same age. You know, it's like Naruto is like fourteen or something, and Ichigo is <laughs> like fifteen. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's like not actually significantly different. <laughs> but Ichigo has that thing going on where he's like. TV teen, where they bring in like a twenty-four-year-old with a six-pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Year old boy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like My Hero Academia, I think is like doing like I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be in in high school. They just look like they're teens, and I like My Hero Academia. Again, I just get frustrated with like shonen discussion versus shojo discussion. So I like try not to spend too much time on it but like i definitely have my favorite characters in the my hero academia and stuff that's fair my thing with shonen is that i will give anything a try but i tend to only really like ones written by women Mm, like noragami and 
Yeah, actually, I just recently, I very recently finished watching Noragami. Again, not completed, but it's not a shoujo this time, I don't think. No, it's but not. I haven't picked up the manga because I've heard that, like, the two, like, the couple don't interact for, like, 60 chapters. I'm like, I don't Oh, that's rough. I don't, I don't know what to think about that, but I don't like it. <laughs> I actually, uh, my, my husband's, like, really obsessed with Noragami and... He only recently, like, he had, like, a gap when he was collecting the manga, so we only recently filled it in, and then he, like, read all of it really fast, and I, I like, just bought him a new (laughs) volume, and as soon as I was, like, there's a volume of Noragami that came in today, he was, like, bye. Like, he had been laying on my bed, and he was just, like, (laughs) bye, gonna go read this volume of Noragami. Like, he's super into it, so I don't know. (laughs) I love that. I'm sorry. Did I spoil something for you that you didn't want to know oh no no okay, I, I don't care I'm like I'll read it eventually <laughs> I mean maybe he's not reading it for the romance but like I'm a sucker so romance is number one for me if you don't do the romance well I'm probably gonna just think that it's okay <laughs> but like if you do the romance well I can forgive almost anything else <laughs> mm. so the fact that they don't talk means that I will probably never read it. But apparently it's good. So I don't Conundrums. know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm even more conflicted. <laughs> yeah. Guess we'll see. Oh, but I have to do Skip Beat first. Because I know that one has a good romance. And it's got a good slow burn. So. Well, yeah. Again, it goes on. It's exactly like Yona, but, you know, not a fantasy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Okay, well, feels like uh, we're done. Do we have any thoughts, like any final thoughts before we we finish up this, uh, the anime section of our podcast? Uh, <laughs> RP anime. I know, just that I'm going to be really sad going forward. Like I said, I already miss Ian Sinclair so much. Yeah. he's. I think he's what I'll miss most. Agree. About the anime. And then, of course, Monica Real. Ah, Monica Real. If you ever listen to this podcast, I am so sorry. (laughs) I do not feel the way Alex feels about you. Block her opinions are her own. (laughs) (laughs) I have no opinions about you, Monica Real. I don't watch dubs. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, yeah. That is very no offense to you. I'm also I'm also going to miss comparing line changes. Yeah. Although we might still get to do that. Depends on which scanlation we Oh get. fair. That's a real weird one from this week. There were some interesting things going on. You can always tell when it's a bootleg scanlation copy when they leave the honorifics in. Because I'm like, oh okay. yeah. this is definitely fan made. Oh no! I mean, one of the things that turned me off about reading any scans was just that, like, they literally at some point just became incomprehensible. Like when Maid Sama was not legally licensed anymore because the public, like, it used to be published by Tokyo Pop. Yeah. And then they just like died, and then Viz didn't pick it up for like five years. So I kept trying to read the end of it, and I was just like, I have no idea what's going on because like this translation is literally just not comprehensible English. <laughs> like that was my problem with Fruits Basket 
I was trying to read scanlations online and I have read the like Kyoko backstory uh, mm-hmm. twice and it's literally so incomprehensible that I'm like, I have, I read this entire chapter and I have no idea what Kyo said the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot follow this. I just think, you know, if they're already bad for the very popular shonen, it's just like, there's no hope for them to get to the shoujo, you know? Yeah. Like, Although large. I will say... Because we had a member of the Scanlation team on the podcast, the one that does Yona, Vinland, so- Vinland Scans, uh, very good. They do excellent work. I I like pretty much only read legit things now. Like my ex boyfriend also actually works at Viz. Uh, cool. He's an iOS engineer, so he was there when they've like launched their Shonen Jump like re subscription app so yeah that's how i read spy family so thank you to your ex-boyfriend <laughs> yeah 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 so like he he's very integral to making that actually <laughs> so. awesome yeah we're still friends so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> totally. well you're happily married now so i'm sure there's no well there's we okay <laughs> So my husband now and my ex-boyfriend and I used to make a Digimon podcast together. So there's definitely some weird Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> so Digimon is one thing that I never watched, but it was like cool enough for you guys to make an entire podcast about. Oh my God, no. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you, just like real quick, like the motivation for making Shoujo Intel is that like, you know, again, my boyfriend would work like work, works at Viz and they have a Shonen Jump podcast. And I'm like, okay, so you guys purposely only podcast about half or less than half of your content. That's cool. And then like, yeah, we had this Digimon podcast and then there are literally like 20 fucking Digimon podcasts. Like- (laughs) What? And three of them are really popular. Like, like ours was one of the really Like, Digimon would just, uh, this is when I would watch Digimon. And it was, it would literally just be like on before school. Like, I'm waiting for my mom to take me to school. And it just seemed like off brand Pokemon to me. That's what I I mean. Yeah. It's definitely like different hot take on, like, they have their differences. (laughs) I've podcasted about many of them. But just like, yeah, so there are literally like three very popular Digimon podcasts, of which one is our old one, um, which my ex-boyfriend still does because there's still new Digimon. We're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, like, oh, no. I thought it was over. Oh, no. They keep making they, – they rebooted the original season recently. They're making all oh, the new things. Oh, my God. It's, it's bad. Um, like, it's wild. So, so, yeah. So, like, I was just like, how are there – 20 fucking like literally 20 Digimon podcasts <laughs> and like a bunch of manga podcasts you know there's ones dedicated just to One Piece or just to Naruto like yeah. any shonen series and I was like not a single one just is like hey shoujo's cool <laughs> so I was like cool I'm gonna take all that anger and just like make yes. that yes thank yeah. you for fill- fulfilling that gap that's amazing yeah. 
Honestly, that's... yeah, because it does bother me. I, it did bother me when I was looking for, because I, you know, started reading manga during the pandemic, so very recently. And I was looking for uh, podcasts to listen to. Yours was the first one I found, but only be, like because there's like no <laughs> official shoujo podcast. It's all shonen. Oh yeah, it's all shonen. Though. It's either like it's either shonen or like people who just like podcasts about whatever manga they're reading. But I, I'm like that's just chaos. Why do I care about you as a personality? Like I don't <laughs> like I have no investment in whatever random picks you're gonna read this week. Like no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, those things. Yeah, I don't know. Those things can work, I suppose. But I feel like yeah, it's. You have to have pre-established personalities, though. Exactly. And then nobody will listen to it because they don't know this person. So why do they care? And then they drop off. They, like, never podcast again after episode, like, 40 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Podcasting is a weird space. Glad you're doing what you're doing. Would you like to plug what you're doing? (laughs) We we did it at the beginning, yes. But Yeah, so you can find Shoujo until uh, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, I guess. It's... S H O J O. I'm like spelling out loud. It's hard. Until, <laughs> um, at yeah, you can just search for it on Google. It, it should come up in any number of forms, <laughs> like where we are, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, all the places. Um, I think I have about somewhere between 75 and 80 like full episodes out at this point. Yeah, one of the 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 verse of Versailles one is gonna come out. I'm gonna do Takane and Hana. Speaking of age gap romances, like Takane and Hana, <laughs> I can promise you, I'll go through most, if not all, of your backlog. Because if there's one thing I learned tonight, you have excellent takes. So <laughs> yes. Okay, here's the deal. I was I I love listening to your podcast, but there are so many things that I haven't heard of that I'll start listening to it and I'll be like, "Damn, this sounds so cool!" And then I have to stop. So I'm also like five minutes into like seven different episodes because I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to know anymore because I want to read this." I know. I, I feel like that's how lots of people probably use it. They're like, "Hmm, is this interesting?" And then they just stop. And I'm like, nobody gets past this like intro <laughs> part, but th- that's okay. <laughs> I will pick it up eventually. I'll, I'll come back to the episodes, but gotta gotta give myself time to read first. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for coming to do this. This was very fun. Yeah. Yes. No, thanks for finally getting me to read and watch Yona. I'm like, I finally, I've ascended to culture. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's not done yet, which isn't your thing, but I do hope that you enjoy the rest of it. You have to give me updates. Please just like DM yes. me to be like, I liked this or like, why the fuck did you make me read this? <laughs> yes. If you reach a point where you're like, I need to discuss this, please Again. just come back at any time. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we'll have you on literally anytime you want. Yeah, <laughs> even if it's just to rant on like one specific plot point, like we're yeah. here for it, man. Love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm so disappointed because yeah, like I was like, Yona is like the most popular shoujo manga. Like maybe the library has it, and like no, I'm like fuck you, library. <laughs> 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 Make me request 30 volumes of Yona. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. I feel like I I feel like my library has it. 
the like digital version. I only use the digital library. I feel like they didn't have either of them. And I was like, like even the San, I have my San Francisco library card still and it didn't come up digitally. I was like, well, hopefully if the library requests it and more people request it, we will get backlog because there are like volumes like four through six are impossible to find for less than like $30. (laughs) They are not, they do not exist. So Viz, if you ever listen to this, the the company Viz as a general, uh, I have a few backlogs. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah, go to your ex boyfriend who works at Viz. Okay, yeah. Be like, I'll be like, when are they reprinting Yona? Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four through six specifically. Yeah. So I need to know. <laughs> That's all I asked. All right. Well, I think that's about it for us. So um thanks for listening and join us again next week. All right, bye.